Christmas is a big deal for my family. And every year, I'm this problem they all have to solve. Because I'm always the single one. I think you should come home with me. We can pretend we fell in love after all these years. <laughs> but it was so easy. My family already asked why we're not just together. All right. <gasps> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Slay Queen Carol? You have to call her Christmas Carol. How did I not know your mom had a holiday-specific drag name? You get a pair, and you get a pair. Who am I? Oprah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, of course you guys knew that. Your family really wants you to have a relationship. Yes, I know. That's very clear. So, my early Christmas present for you is a blind date. I love it. He loves it. You're going. You're going. Where are you going? He's going on a blind date. Like from Grinder. Oh, my God. I uh, was thinking we could grab a cup of coffee. You probably thought you were going on a date with the hottest, smartest, funniest, coolest, most interesting person who was ever born. Maybe I am. <laughs> My date with James went well. Oh, I'm so happy. That is so great. I always thought that you and Peter should be together. Well, I'm his best friend. Well, my wife is my best friend in the whole world. Get dressed and get cute. Such a pusher. On that game barrel. Uh -huh. People who look at each other like that are not just friends. Nick and Peter want to make out. They should make out. Oh, that's good. Nick is a 10. And Peter's a 10 in New Hampshire. These stars came with the trees. I love them. I do, too. are in my bed. Of course they are. You have feelings for him. If Nick and I ever went there and it didn't work out, I would lose him. But what if it did work out? The gays just know how to do stuff. For some reason, they're always obsessed with me. Welcome back to another stocking stuffer here at the Feminine Critique. This is another one where I'm not alone. I am joined by uh, the, I guess I'll say the spirit of Christmas present, but it's like all. the best kind of present, because that's the best ghost anyway. Uh, and I think if I was casting Christmas Carol, there is no way I would not uh, put upon that. Actually, oh, damn it. No. You know, I want to say that you would be the ghost of Christmas past, but what am I saying? You're Fozzie Bear. You would have to be Fozziewig. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What? My Where is my life. brain? I tell you. <laughs> well, a lot, but it's my life. That Jason Fozzie Bear Nelson. Welcome oh, back it's... to Stocking Stuffers. It's so good to be here. I oh. love this time of year. Yeah, you are my good luck charm when it comes to stocking stuffers because uh, so for two, so this is the third year I think two years in a row we had like two of the best movies of of the cozy cardigan genre. Right, I, have, and I was trying to think. Do you remember the name of the first one? I was trying to think of. It. I do. The truth about Christmas. The truth about which Christmas, was a freeform talking... movie. It was still the only Christmas movie I have ever seen. Spoiler alert to a movie that I do heartily recommend. The only movie where the lead does not end up in a romance. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, really breaking the mold. Mm-hmm. And it was delightful and funny. And then was it last year that we did? Holly's Holiday? Yeah, last year. Okay. Yep. Yeah. R remember Holly's Holiday? Yeah, and we met the, and we talked to the director. Oh, no, that guy, was the year really before. Talented. Holly's, wait, no, no. Oh. Holly's Holiday was the, oh, was the mannequin. The mannequin so this is yes. the fourth year. I don't know what time is. 
last year was a New York Christmas wedding. That's what it's called, mm-hmm. a New York Christmas wedding, the yeah. lesbian Christmas movie. We had the lesbian movie, and now this year we have the homosexual male movie. I don't That's know, right. what's the word for, for a gay man equivalent of lesbian? Is it just gay man? I guess, a gay. I don't think I ever Hello, realized gay. that. Like, women get their own one word, but you dudes don't. Yeah, that's why we can't be friends. Obviously. Gay men and lesbians just, just doesn't work. Never works. We always say jealous of that word. I mean, all a lot of the gay Christmas movies, it's one or the other, right? That's true. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, so tell us and the world, um, the world of like three people listening, what <laughs> Christmas movie we are talking about today. This is a Netflix original mm-hmm. starring Michael Yuri titled Single All the Way. How Great the f- pun. How the fuck has there never been a, a holiday romance called Single All the Way? I know. This is such a missed opportunity. Like, I can't it, believe it took till now. It, it is shocking because it's such like it's so obvious. It's right there. And yet somehow we've never had one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was like mad at myself for, for, for realizing like it just seemed something that somebody should have caught before. But anyway. Right. Um, so Netflix movie, it is like and this one, it, it is fascinating because it does follow the beats pretty well. Um, but aside from the fact that it's obviously, you know, uh, different because it is about gay men, uh, it does not the director and writer have no uh, real Christmas movie experience. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. look that up. So yeah. no Christmas movies prior to this. No. And that's oh, rarity. However, yeah. um, I think definitely the director, director is Michael Mayer. The writer, both of them, I think do have a very important credit that I feel like explains everything. Um, wait, do both of them have it or just the director? Okay, the director did a whole lot of episodes of Smash. Oh. Which like kind of, I don't know, that just feels very much correct in its own yep. way. Um, and then the writer is Chad Hodge. His IMDb profile picture, I don't know if you looked at it. Um, the screenwriter Chad Hodge, uh, that is an intense photograph on IMDb. I have to look at this now. Right? Yes, everybody Hodge. does. It is. Ooh, damn. Ooh, right? He's, He's looking into my soul. staring at the camera with like the kind of eyes that, that watch you when you move across the room. And yeah. he has a like kind of tight fitting t-shirt with a vein popping out of it. Yeah, I and, will have two tickets to the gun show, please. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say the um, the first like question I have about this movie before we, we dive into it is I, I don't know much about these men, but based on the Smash credit and this guy's IMDb profile, and now I want to ask you as somebody who watched this movie and who is gay, um, I hope I didn't out you in front of anybody. Cool. <laughs> we're, we're fine. Uh, just making sure. We're cool. um, so do, do you think this movie was made by gay filmmakers? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I absolutely do. The, one of the, the takeaways, the, the feeling that I got most resembled, and it's not just because... Um, the actress from Schitt's Creek was on this, mm-hmm. uh, Jocelyn from Schitt's Creek, but it had a very Schitt's Creek vibe. Completely. The small town where oh, there's yeah. just homophobia does not exist. Yep. yep. Everybody's really cozy, cute little shops. That's the vibe that I got. So, and that was written by a gay man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this, um, there's another actor in this movie who is from Schitt's Creek and we'll get to him because he's a very oh. important person in the Hallmark world. Um, and yes, to me, this was very much the Christmas movie version of Schitt's Creek in a good way, yeah. like in a very yeah. like, and I'm going to say, spoiler alert, I really enjoyed this movie. Me too. Yeah. Good. Oh, good. Good, good. 
it is um it is cheesy as everything it is as obvious as as you might expect from a movie when you hear the when you hear the plot you're going to figure out everything um but it is really fun and delightful and it's it's the kind of feeling i that in theory i want to get from these movies and i usually don't because i'm such a cynical you know hard-nosed career woman that um i usually see right through it and this is like the one that breaks through where I'm like, no, this really is delight. Like, I get it. Like, I want to move back to a small town after watching this yeah, movie. Exactly. Me too. They just made it look so charming. Really and did. so that's a point we should get into, I guess, the basic plot. Yeah, t- tell the world. And tell the world. So, Michael Yuri, who you might remember from Ugly Betty, that was his big breakout role. And I loved him on Ugly Betty. I listened. Did you listen to his podcast, the I, Ugly Betty podcast? I didn't even watch Ugly Betty. Oh, my I God. I still have never watched was, it. I was so into that show and the podcast that he and um, I can't remember the actress's name, but his co-star on the show, they did a podcast about every week, week to week. It was one of the first ones. Now that's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, every every show seems to have one, but that was one of the first ones that I remember where they went episode by episode. Um, but anyway, I digress. Michael Yuri stars as uh, <laughs> an L.A. Like he's not an influencer, but he works in social media. Yeah, I guess. He, yeah, he manages social media. He's for like a lot an of influencer. He's like a producer of influencers, kind of. Got yeah. right, and a plant dad, which is really important. <laughs> yeah, that is. And I love this. Okay, yeah. When they show his apartment, did you get serious troll vibes from it? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, if anybody's seen Troll, I'm sure you've all seen Troll. Like, the whole thing is that the apartments are being turned into this forest, and that's what his looked like. And I, it, at first, I thought they were just going to gloss over this, right? So Michael Yuri walks into his apartment, and there are plants fucking everywhere. everywhere. And I thought it was just going to be like, oh, that's just the set decorator going a little crazy and like being weird. But it's a really important plot point mm-hmm. because like plant plant dads are huge on social media. I don't know if you follow any. I had no but... idea this was a thing. I just thought it was for this movie. No, it really exists. I follow <sighs> at least four or five plant dads right now. And wow. it's it's a big thing on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And it's usually really handsome men watering their plants shirtless. <laughs> it's a wow. whole thing. Man, sometimes uh, it's amazing to this little, you know, uh, small town heterosexual woman how big the world is. Yes, I know. You're missing out on so much. I am. But this was is legitimately a thing. And Michael Yuri Yuri's character is a plant dad. And um, he's going back home to visit his family, and he has a has a boyfriend, and it, which is unusual for him, right? Because mm-hmm. he you, they usually don't last. But this one's going on three a months. Over three months. Yeah. It's pretty big deal. So he's excited about this. Well, his roommate and best friend um, is a task rabbiter and a handyman, and he's putting up lights for somebody one day near Christmas. And who should pull up but Michael Yuri's new boyfriend, mm-hmm. who happens to be married with kids. Mm-hmm. So the best friend tells Michael Yuri this happened. Michael Yuri's really upset and he breaks up with the guy, but he's really mostly upset that he's not going to be able to go home with a boyfriend because his his entire family thinks he's an old maid. Basically, <laughs> they are so invested in him getting in a relationship. Every single one of them. So instead of doing that, he decides that he's going to take his best friend home, the one who told him about his boyfriend, and pretend that they fell in love. After being friends for so long, they're in a relationship now just to get everybody off his back. That's kind of where the story starts. Mm -hmm. And then 
it goes from there and you can pretty much guess what happens, right? Well, yes, but so they go there. It turns out they never even have to fake being a couple uh, because right. mom, Kathy and Jimmy, has uh, decided ha- there is one gay man in town and he's really hot and he's uh, her spin instructor. And she decided like, hey, I'm going to set you up with my son because if you and my son hit it off, maybe my son will move back home and we'll get to see him. Uh, so then yes. there's that going on and they do kind of hit it off. Uh, but now Peter is Michael Yuri's character. His like nieces and dad are become really invested in him getting together with his friends. And there's operation, get these two together. And yes, then it goes exactly where you expect it to go. Yeah. But in a really cute way. Not since the parent trap, has there been a pair of blonde (gasps) tweens that were so invested in on getting a couple together. Yeah. I loved them. They were like the Greek chorus. I you know what they, they reminded me of? Off. They reminded but. me of like the twins in um, uh, Not Get Out in Us. Like they were the nice yeah. versions of them. Oh, yeah. Right? A little bit. But I also saw them as kind of like, um, did you ever see that movie Two of a Kind with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John? It was no. after Greece. It was the first movie they did, and she works at a bank. He's a bank robber. He comes in and tries to rob her, rob the bank one day. She puts fake bills in the bag and ends up stealing the money herself. Nice. And then there's a whole thing. So, yeah, it's strange for John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John movie. But in this movie, there are angels. One is Scatman Crothers. But the angels are always like, we should get them together. And they're just, like, pulling strings behind the scenes and – rewinding stuff it's it's magical realism at its fucking best and i almost expected these creepy twins to be able to like, like unwind time oh, man i would have <laughs> yeah. taken that because i tell you the one thing that has been seriously lacking this year for the movies i've watched is like that supernatural wacky element and it oh, would have I been fun them. it would have been really fun but- it would have been, and they're twins. They obviously they're have twins. powers, right? Tw- I'm sorry. I know that. Like, I know tw- they're a twin. Probably who listen. It's not your fault. You're a twin. It's really cool that you're a twin. If I was a twin, yeah. I would have so much fun with that. But you also creep me the fuck out. <laughs> My best friend in the world has, is a twin. I mean, she's a fraternal because she has a brother. Um, but still, she's a twin. I love twins. I think they're great. Yeah, I so just cool. know that they have powers. Yeah, exactly. Like I know that on any given day, um, if they united against me they could kill me with their minds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if I take it that far. I just take to the, the, like, bare minimum, they can communicate with their minds. Without without talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Mm -hmm. bare minimum, and it just goes up from there, yo. There's got to be more. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, congratulations, (laughs) twins, on all your powers. (laughs) So let's dive into uh, the beats of the movie and see how they fall into our list. One thing I do want to say, like my one other like separate note for this movie. Um, So (laughs) this movie is um, does a an exceedingly interesting, careful job of incorporating exposition and dialogue. Did you notice that yeah. in the beginning, right? Especially yes. when like they're introducing um, these guys, like what who they are and what they do, and this seamless conversation where within like one sentence of dialogue that goes on for probably like like one breath of the actor's mouth is, okay. well, you know, Nick, you do have or Peter, Peter, Nick, 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 you do have money saved up because of the Emmett book, which Emmett is your dog right over here. And you wrote a book about your dog and that might come into play later, but what? <laughs> like, it's so, it's very like, 
I, I'm like watching. I'm like, I don't. I guess I don't need to take notes because they're doing a really clear job of laying everything out for me. <laughs> and on kind of tangential to that, I love that exchange between them because even <laughs> what is it, Nick? Nick says like, how you flying last minute on Christmas? Do you know how expensive that that's going to be? And I was like, oh my god, a movie finally acknowledges right. that it's really challenging and mm-hmm. expensive to fly last minute on at, around Christmas. And but then immediately, Michael Yuri's character just says, "Yeah, but you have all that money. You're you have all that money saved up from your last book." And <laughs> so they kind of negate it. They're like, "Yeah, but you're rich. So right, right. what's the problem?" And look that? at your apartment. It's really nice in L.A. So yeah, obviously yeah, you have money. Yeah. I love that they kind of recognize the problem, but they're yeah. like, oh, no, we're in a movie. We right, don't need right, to recognize right. problems. And Everybody's you, rich. And they can afford to also, like, I'm sorry, dog hotels fill up around the holidays. You can't just yeah. call and be like, hey, today I'm going to bring Emmett over. No, they don't have a spot for Emmett. What do they have I to do, at, kick another dog out? Yeah, I've worked at three different mm-hmm. dog hotels. I know exactly yeah, that line that bothered them. Yes. That's one of those things, and I'm sorry to be so tangential, but like it, I've waited tables for a long time too, and it drives me insane in a movie when there's a waiter and somebody's like, "Oh, what time do you get off?" And he's like, ten. You <laughs> do not know what time you get right. off. You get off when your last table leaves, after your side work is done, after you roll silverware. Well, that's the same school of okay, so it's a date. Yeah, see you Saturday. Exactly. What time? What's the dress code? Should I wear comfortable shoes? Do I wear heels? All of these things are realistic things that will come up in these conversations. Yeah. Drives me bonkers. Okay. But I love that this movie was like, no, we're all rich. Yeah, we're fine. fine. Just go with it. (laughs) And that's fine. Uh, So let's talk about our lead in need of a lesson. You know, that's where I – so I liked this movie. I have quibbles. I don't necessarily know that he did. I guess he did. But it wasn't very well, well drawn out. His feelings, I don't think. I think what was interesting about this was that this is one of those movies, and this has happened a couple of times in the movies I watched this year, where they don't wait until the fifth, you know, the or hour fifty-eight minute mark to profess their love and kiss and and call it a day. You have the declaration like halfway through the movie, and then the challenges, right? And so then, which which I like because then suddenly it's like oh, the challenge wasn't them acknowledging that they have feelings for each other. The challenge is something else. And in this case, mm-hmm. like, it's muddy because it's very, like, oh, I mean, again, there's no conflict in this movie. We know it's it's a, it Shit's Creek is a Hallmark movie. Of course there's none. Right. But I think it was a him being afraid to commit, afraid to, like, acknowledge things. He was, when, when he says, basically, yes, I'm in love with my best friend, um, but what if loving him means I lose him, which I'm like, sorry, dude, you've already lost your best friend after you've had this conversation. So, yeah. Um, but I think it was that, I guess it was the kind of fear of letting go and, you know, taking a chance, that kind of thing. But I, See, I didn't see him as commitment phobic at all. He was really excited to be with this doctor and he thinks going, but then he's had a string of bad luck. Like that happens to some yeah, people, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the 40 year old virgin. He's like, well, this happened and right, this right, happened. And, and then it just like went on. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't see that. I don't think they set up his lesson very well. And okay. then when there was the profession of love, uh, they just realized it after being friends for 10 years. Like, yeah. Oh wait, I'm in love with you. I've never noticed that. Before. Yeah. That was, that was not like, is that a thing? And that's another, I guess, question I have for you, because that is a, a thing that they bring up a lot in the movie of how, um, how difficult it is that like when you're a gay man and you're friends with gay men 
all straight people think you should be together. Right. And like, has that happened to you where like straight people are just like, you should be with this person because you're both gay. Like, is that a thing? That's happened to literally every gay person on the planet. I figured. Every single one. Yeah. And, you know, it's that thing like, like somebody finds out you're gay. They're like, oh, my God, my cousin's I've, gay. I know somebody. You, yeah. you need to meet my cousin. And it, it's fine, though. I'm fine to meet people. Cool. But <laughs> it's happened to every single gay person in the world. But, you know, what this movie, this movie, well, the premise of the family wanting them to get together when they were like looking out the window at uh, Michael Yuri mm-hmm. and Nick. I'm going between actor name and character name. I can't <laughs> it's remember. fine. We do it all the time here. <laughs> but they're talking and they're saying like, look at the way they, nobody looks at somebody like that if you don't love them. And it made me think actually a lot of you, I bet when we're together and we're just talking, yeah. it looks like I'm in love with you because Aww. I do. I love you so much yeah. and I just love looking at your face. And I bet if people Aww. saw that from a distance, they'd be like, oh, those, oh they're so cute together. Yeah. Yeah. They should get, get together. Yep. I just didn't like that his family knew this and he didn't. It seemed really odd to me. Yeah. And it's one of those things too. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's cute in a movie. And I think this movie is really charming and, and the actors are also all exceedingly charming. But in real life, to me, it's also exhausting when I've had people say that to me, like at different times, like, oh, well, you and and, and that platonic friend of yours, like, surely there's something. It's like, no, there, there's not. And yeah. don't tell me there is because I know myself and I know if I have feelings or not. And I don't. And I've like, and I've seen friends do that to other people of just that whole like, oh, but you're you're both single and both um, could be attracted to one another. So why aren't you a couple? And it's like, I don't know. I'm, a million reasons like or yeah, nothing right. that I have to explain to you like that whole kind of um what do you call it like that looking it is very um assumptive and there's a power thing going on and like I generally yeah. hate it when somebody tries to um tell you your feelings again mm-hmm. this Christmas movie I forgive because it's cute but in real life yeah, like don't you. do that shit it goes. This movie goes by. Gets by on charm a lot because everybody is charming as hell. Yes. But I honestly think I would have liked it more if, like, they started to think that maybe they had feelings for each other because everyone was telling them that they did, and then it and turned then out they, they didn't. Re- <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah. realized, like, no, you're just my best friend. I do yeah. love you, but I, you're as a friend. And then Michael Yuri could marry Lucas. Haas or whatever the hell his name, Lucas McCorkendale. Lucas McCorkendale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he was great. He's he was okay. perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would have liked the movie a little bit better if it had gone that direction. I like when a movie subverts your expectations. Like, kind of like <laughs> but, my best friend's wedding. Right. Yes. The, 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 the few, one of the very few examples of actually doing that and still being a financially successful romantic comedy. Yeah. And yep. I wish that mo- this movie had gone that way, but again, charming as hell. Yes, yes, very much. And I think with this, um, you know, it was kind of, um, I mean, Happiest Season was the example of it last year of, okay, so we're 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 treading here, right? We're saying we're we're gonna do a Christmas movie. Um, we're introducing a non heterosexual romance <laughs> in it, but we at the end of the day, we're gonna still satisfy the Hallmark mom who decided to give this a chance. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, that that is what this kind of movie is. And I think, yes, I agree. It would have been more interesting if they went a different direction. But at the same right. time, then it would not be something people are going to rewatch next year. Yeah, that's a re- that's a really good point. Yeah. But he's still going to get together with Lucas McSimondale, Mc- yeah, which is perfectly fine. Totally fine. It, 
And I looked him up because I was like, how the hell do I know this guy? <laughs> I, I know him I from other him. Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> I think that's where I know him too. Yep. I couldn't recognize anything else, but he's been in a million of them on his IMDb. Yep, yep, yep. As the, yeah. Well, and that's um, as the heterosexual partner usually, which is interesting because that is also true of Steve Lund, who plays the doctor who is actually married to a woman. Uh, if you recognized him, he was on Schitt's Creek. He was the um, the guy who was dating both Stevie and um, Daniel oh, was Levy. He was he? No, that's not no, no, no. He was. Um, no. You're thinking yes, um, Mutt. He was. I can't remember the character's name, but he was bisexual and he was dating both of them at different times. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Okay. And he's a guy. At, interesting. I mean, definitely Canadian. Um, interesting career in that he. I knew him first from these Hallmark movies. He was in a bunch of them. And he's, to me, always the blandest thing. Like, he's very handsome, he's very tall, so you see why they cast him. But he was always really boring until I saw him on Schitt's Creek. I was like, oh, oh, he's funny. And then he was the lead in last year's A Puppy for Christmas. And he was actually very charming in that. So uh, he has grown on me. Or or whether he's grown on me or just gotten a better actor, I'm not sure. But well, Yeah, or maybe one of those actors that just needs to be directed well. When he's yes. directed well, he does sure. well. And these movies don't always put emphasis on that. Yep, exactly. So now number two is our setting, which is Big uh, big Bad City and a charming small town. Once again, yep. we get both. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't see much of L.A., but it, you know, seems cruel and heartless, but has great apartments. Right. That, that's exactly what it their, is. Their kitchen was gorgeous. Those were very nice yeah. appliances. I was looking. It was very envious. Mm-hmm. And then we move to, I forget the town name, but there it's in, quote unquote, New Hampshire. Um, mm-hmm. where like, oh, there's one coffee shop and one gym, but like everything seems to be in walking distance, which is pretty nice for, yeah. you know, very cold weather. And it doesn't seem to be that cold. So, hey, not a bad place to go. Well, towards the beginning of the movie, they, Michael Yuri even said, like, you want to come to my town that has 43 people or something? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I thought that was literal at first, but when you see the town, like, oh, that was, I guess he was making a joke. Right. Because this is like probably a population of like a thousand, yeah. maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Because they have, like, a little bustling downtown. It's a cute little town. Cute little it's, town, yeah. It's adorable. Yes. Yeah. They've one bar, but they own it, so it's great. Yeah, <laughs> right. So number three is our bland love interest. Um, two of them. Yeah, we, we yeah. do, yeah. Uh, and both of them are guys that do things with their hands. Me? Oh, that's right. Yeah. What do you think of that? Right? We get a skiing uh, gym instructor, and then we get Nick, who is a task rabbit. In case you didn't know, he's a task rabbit. Did you know he's a task rabbit? He's a task <laughs> right. rabbit. I think they sponsored this movie. <laughs> oh, completely. But so, like, he's always putting up Christmas lights, and he's helping the dad with the plumbing. And, like, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I would take him as a son-in-law. It does seem very like, convenient. Yeah, I did like when he meant, he said, oh, I learned a lot of this from HGTV. And the dad is like, is that homosexual gay television? <laughs> and he's like, basically. Yes, I thought, <laughs> like, I, I was watching that. I'm like, honestly, that is a funny line. Like, that that is yeah. clever. That is, and it's still appropriate for this medium. That made me very happy. I, I will tell you one, before we go on real quick, there was one burst out loud laugh that I had in this, and that was Michael Urie's spit take. That was <gasps> yes. one of the best spit takes I've seen in years. If that was a damn good spit take. <laughs> uh, the same, I agreed. I, I, I also laughed at that, and those don't usually get me. Yeah, and this wasn't even necessarily a spit take. He was taking a drink, and he, like, coughed, and it went up his nose yep. and all over his face. It was brilliant. <laughs> Sorry to spoil it, but it was really well done. It is the... the uh, Chekhov's law of a very whipped cream heavy beverage yep. right you, you have to have it on your face uh now number four is the montage we get a few yeah 
sure that the i did not know what was going on i must have missed that it was for shaving cream or a razor um <laughs> the ads that he was doing and i didn't know why people had cool whip on their face <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't figure out what was going on but yeah there's those mm-hmm. and then yeah, the photo uh, passing out presents yep yeah um there yes there's the um there there's the pageant rehearsals Oh, right. Mm, oh, my well, God. That well, yeah. uh, oh, And there boy. is a choreographed dance. Yep. That's a good, good Which point. Which cute. <laughs> yep. Uh, so multiple montages. Always happy for that. Number five, dead parents. We do get one. Uh, is it Nick's? Yep. Nick's parents yep. are dead? Yep. Oh, okay. okay cool. So we know like, he's you know alone for the holidays. That's all we find out, but it's enough. Got uh, it. Okay, well done. And then number six, our sassy sidekick. So, I get a few, I so guess. Many. So many. Kathy uh, and Jimmy, I gotta say, is a goddess, first of all. She's been a goddess forever. Um, so, and I love... Yeah. Please, go ahead. I oh, want to no. see if you're going to say the same thing as I was going to say. I'm probably not, because were you ever once told, like, when you were a t- like in college and somebody said to you, you know who you remind me of? Did anybody ever tell you, Kathy and Jimmy? Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did get uh, Roger Ebert one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, this is why you and I, if if we were differently, we'd be married, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love the thing I love about, I, I mean, I love a million things about Kathy Najimi or Najami, however she wants to pronounce it. Um, but in this movie, it was the first time I saw when she's excited that um, Stephen Yuri, Michael Yuri, has decided to go on this date. Her son has decided to go on this date. She gets so excited and she grabs her titties when she's excited. <laughs> Which is, just, maybe that's why somebody said I reminded them of Captain and Jimmy. <laughs> maybe. Oh, I just love it. It was such a tiny little moment in the middle of her, like, getting excited. Yeah. She just grabs both titties and she She's adorable. I love her so much. She's great. He has two sisters who are, um, again, one of them is, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but you know her. She was on Chits Creek and she's adorable. Um, and then his other sister who's, who's also funny, uh, like, and she's somebody I didn't think to look her up, but you've probably seen her. She was one of those actresses that I like. I thought I did, and then I, I looked her up, but I didn't recognize anything. Anytime that happens, I like I always just assume I've seen them in commercials and can't track that. Yeah, but. probably that makes sense. And then let's let's talk about. Um, I mean, I don't know if she goes here or goes into category of number seven, which is our evil woman or boss character. Um, but we have fucking Jennifer Coolidge in this movie as a blousy yeah. alcoholic aunt, which is my dream role for Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Yeah. And myself. I it was such a unique voice that she was putting on in this, oh one God. that I hadn't heard before. Well, that's what I was saying to Brandon earlier. I'm like, the thing about Jennifer Coolidge, like she she does something nobody does or can explain how she does it. She just picks she says words weird. Like yeah. whenever she would say Mary it wasn't Mary. It was Mary. It was like this weird enunciation she'd do, and she would do it every time consistently. And it's just alien, and I love her. Well, again, back to Schitt's Creek. Gays love that. Yep. Uh, that's the, uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara on Schitt's Creek does the same thing with her yes. word choices and pronunciation. And gays adore well, And Jennifer <laughs> Coolidge is, like, known for being, like, one of those people that, like, everybody thinks of as a drag queen, and she does have a very self-aware line when she's like, gays love me. <laughs> it's like, yes, they yeah. do. <laughs> I mean, it now everybody does, but seriously, like, you, yeah. she is essentially a walking drag queen. 
Um, well, there, there was a tweet that was going around. Somebody had just said that um, I would pay upwards of five hundred dollars to hear Jennifer Coolidge say, "I just love the Honda days." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so so funny to me, but yeah. I do want to see her in a Honda days commercial now. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> so that that needs to be like a whole thing she does. Like not just that, but just like pick some of the most iconic commercials with weird with and just have her do line readings of them so that we well, can see what comes remember, out. Yeah, well remember how we got Betty White on Saturday Night Live? We can do this, Internet. Yeah, we need to make true. we need to make this happen. Jennifer I believe Coolidge so. in a Honda Days commercial. <laughs> Uh, and then we do have an evil boss. We never see him, but Lachlan oh. uh, is often referred to as being, you know, one of those like scary bosses that makes you work on Christmas Eve type thing. Right. And he does. Too. Mm-hmm. Like, he of course. The entire work from the beginning of the movie. And he's like, I need a new thing by tomorrow, Christmas Day, which totally happens. <laughs> guys. Every time, every time. Yes. That is, you know, the biggest day for social media, like sales and everything is I'm sure Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. You know, number eight is slapstick. Gosh, did we? We get, I mean, I mean we get the, the coffee spurt. I, I would yeah. kind of classify that there. Sure. There's some, and like, the, tree action. The drinks, too, when she spills the drinks. Uh, Jocelyn from Schitt's Creek, again. Don't know the actress. I know, she we should really accidentally spills the drinks. Yes, and, and that's a good, like, that. she clearly has had to do that before as the owner of a bar. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's definitely one of those things. Jennifer Robertson is the actress's name. Um, well what was her name on Shit's Creek? It was, she's Jocelyn. Roland's wife. Jocelyn. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Jocelyn Shit. Jocelyn Shit. The second lady, <laughs> the first lady of Shit's <laughs> Creek, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, yeah she's great. She's lovely. Yeah. Uh, number nine, yeah. Sage Old Person. Uh, do we? Did I forget? I, yes, because Barry Boswick as Peter's dad. Sure. He's the, he's oh, the right. one in the beginning who's like, well, you know, I think you and Nick, I see love in your eyes. Like, he's kind of giving the, he's the, the first impetus for everything to happen. That's a good point. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll allow All it. Right. Uh, and then last, Santa Claus. And once again, no fucking Santa Claus in these movies. No, we had Santa beards and influencers and Santa, Santa we did, outfits. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say that doesn't count. You know, okay, fine, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, did this feel to you like a movie filmed in pandemic or filmed post COVID, or not post COVID during COVID because uh, it's not post COVID? Uh, no, not during COVID. I didn't notice anything. Nothing stood either. out. Yeah, like there, there have been some movies where like you can see that everybody's socially distancing yep, and yep. like it, it's weird. But in this one, I didn't. I think it was very post pandemic or post uh, vaccine. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, all right, yeah. now into the bonus round. Ooh, I love bonus rounds. Yeah. I am so good at bonus rounds. Let's do it. Public domain holiday songs. I honestly did not know. I needed to ask you this. Are those, are, are we just too old? Are those popular Christmas songs? That was or a good was question. Just a so, I mean, this had Joy to the Jingle Bells and it had Joy to the World, but then there were like other songs that felt really cheap, but they were pop songs about Christmas, but I'd never heard them before. Yeah. But it I did feel like either. they must have come from, like, here's the bank of songs that you have available to you. You can pick five from here. But I'm surprised because Netflix will throw – I just watched the new season of Lost in Space, which dropped on Netflix. Okay. I feel it's my life's mission to get everybody to watch the best show you're not watching. But I digress. But that show has the highest production value. It's insane. Netflix just throws money at shit. 
I'm amazed yeah. that they would not pay for real songs. And I didn't recognize any of these. I mean, except except, except the classics, obviously. But, like, when they sing the one that they're dancing to, um, Santa, Can You Hear Me? Like, is that a song? Because it, it seemed like it was a song that, like, people, I don't know. It made me think, like, because I knew I was going to record with you. I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm Emily on Glee cast again, not knowing any songs. Like, is this a song? Justin Bieber? Is, is that his name? He's Canadian, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't know if that was age or if they're just bullshit made up songs for the movie. We're, we're going to so go with the latter because we're both cool and hip. So it's got to be that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, identify as Totally. Um, product placement. I don't know. Like, did you hear any, like, do you remember any brands from this movie? No. Really? A single one. I don't know. Oh, Afri Ski. Yeah. So, um, I, I need somebody to come put, um, put up my Christmas lights. How do I, oh, Jesus how do Christ. I do that? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Already. Yeah. I blocked that out. Well, it's fascinating like to me because, like, we've been using TaskRabbit now for a few years for things because we're not handy, and and we learned long ago. Um, my husband and I do not think the same way when it comes to anything, like, mechanical. So whenever mm-hmm. we would try something that involved, like, assembling or moving something where you had to, like, tell the person, like, which way you were pivoting and all that, like, we just – we speak a different language. If he says go left, I'm like, uh-huh, and I go right. But I think I'm going yeah. his right, like, no matter what. Um, so task – we use TaskRabbit a lot. Uh, for those who don't know, TaskRabbit is a app that lets you call somebody – and they will come and do whatever you need them to do. Like you specify before you book them. Um, but they will put up Christmas lights or change your tire or um, assemble things that you and your wife cannot do together because you um, don't speak the same language. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I will say, honestly, in my marriage, same. We like um, there was a time that we were like we were doing something and like putting up a tent one time and like i was thought i was doing my best and he actually said he's like can you just stop playing dumb i was like i am legitimately this dumb i do not know what's happening right now oh it's the worst (laughs) i know like you never realize how different people think um you know what i mean we're like I, i noticed this when it came to reading one day where i was talking about like a book i was reading and like who i had cast in the book and whoever I was talking to was like, what do you mean who you cast in the book? I'm like, well, when you're reading, like, I'm picturing the characters and oh, I have, you know, um, I don't know, I have Laurence Olivier as this guy and a young Meryl Streep here. And, and and it was so foreign to the other person that I did that. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? And they didn't understand that when you read, like, you can do that. Yeah. And, and it was the strangest thing because it was like, whoa. We experience books completely differently. I didn't know there was an option to do it that way. And, yeah, well, and that's, we, yeah. We, we are film lovers and and TV lovers, both of you, you and I. I think that's how we grew up on TV. Maybe these people yeah. didn't have that kind of dream on <laughs> And I guess it's like the visual versus um, like kinetic learner, like all of that stuff. And maybe that's yeah. why, you know, Ikea instructions read very differently for me than they do for Brandon. I don't know, but well, it has saved our marriage. When I read a book too, I picture it very cinematically as well. Same. And but I, it, may, it always makes me wonder, like, did people back in the 1800s picture this book as a play? Ooh. Like in their head? Yeah. Were they imagining a play? Anyway. I digress once Interesting. again. Interesting. Yeah, we're, we're talking about TaskRabbit. 
oh, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> well, product placement. And then also um, the original song that I assume is an original song that they play in the movie at the very end has a line, Netflix and chill with me. Aw, cute. Which, and it's kind of, and it's also like, well, the movie's on Netflix. Like, it was like one of those, like, product placements where I'm like, okay, you earned that. I'll give it, I'll give you that one. Um, The next one is a cloying child. A couple of them. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have, we have two little boys. Because the teenagers are just cool. Like, I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like two little ki- little boys who are what? Let me be like, what do you think? Like, six Five and, and nine? nine? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. And, and they're like, big fans of Nick's book. Yes. His like, they're book. kind of exceedingly cute to where, like, there's no conflict with them. I don't know. Like, right. I didn't want them to be little shits, but, like, oh, they were just will, kind of really perfect. I will tell you, there's a, when, kind of towards the end of the movie, Nick decides he's going to leave. Or, uh, so, oh, when he doesn't go to the bar to meet everybody after the after the pageant, he says, oh, I got a call from the hotel. Um, I need to call him back real quick about my dog. I honestly thought that dog was going to die. And I was like, yeah, don't you do that. Don't you do that. And that was going to be like his new book about his dog's (gasps) death. And I was like, no, I'm so glad they didn't go there. And the dog's fine. Everybody. Yes. The dog is fine. I would have had more of the dog in the movie. Like it would have been really cute if the dog came with them. Yeah, I agree. Always want more dogs in movies. As long as they're fine and live and are happy. Yes. yes, Yes. Yes. Very much. Um, let's see. All right. Next is no ice skating. Although winter activities, we do have skiing. We don't actually see right. it, but we see them doing the fun part of skiing, I assume, which is just riding up the, um, ski lift. That's yeah. That's right. all I want to do. I just want to do that and, and then ride down and then like drink hot cocoa by the fireplace in a sweater. That's what I think of as skiing. I want everybody to comment on this post when it goes up on Facebook or where, wherever you find, uh, about this episode are Christmas dates, a thing. These movies have made us think that like going on a date on Christmas Eve is a thing. Is that a thing? Ew. Never in my life. That seems like a, need a, to, oh no. I know it just seems hard. there's so much going on. You have to you're wrap not... presents. If you're splitting family, like you probably like we always had to go to my grandma's on one of those days, and the other day we would do it ourselves. Like who has time on Christmas Eve to go on like to go on like especially like a, a first date or a second date? Like come on. If no. anybody in the world has gone on a Christmas Eve date, please let us know. It just also seems like it'd be really awkward. Like, I think of that Seinfeld episode where they um, Jerry goes out and it's, uh, what's her name? Ben Stiller's wife, uh, Marsha Brady, Christine Taylor. Christine Taylor, yeah. And like, he's like, oh, it's do you want dessert? Right? And she's like, what's my birthday? And he's like, wow, that's really weird. Like, who would go on a first date on their birthday? And it's just, yeah, I don't like that. No, no, I think it's a, it would be an adorable story if I met a couple and they're like, well, we actually met our first date with Christmas Eve. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's adorable. But the more you think about it, that's stupid. Or it's like dumb. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny because so Brandon and my first date was February 13th. And Aww. it had nothing to do with Val. Like, it, both of us don't care about Valentine's Day. But it was one of those things where it was like very like, oh, then when we would like look back at the date, it was like, People are always like, oh, Valentine's Day. It's like, yeah, no, no. And like a year later when we were like, you know, dating heavily at that point and we were going to have dinner and it was like, oh, we should like, it's kind of like the, the, you know, the anniversary when we met. Like, okay, let's do it Wednesday. And then we realized, oh crap, that's Valentine's Day. No, let's change the date because we don't want to actually go out on Valentine's Day. So yeah, yeah, like it just seems, yeah. Especially in New York City. It's ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, Yeah, very much. Yeah. Um, let's see. Character with a Christmas name. 
Um, Several. Yes. Yes. We have Nick. Um, Christmas Carol. So Carol is the mom and... And um, if you watch it with the um, subtitles on, as I do, you see that Carol spells her name with an E, which is how my mom spells her name. And like yes. no other Carol does uh, that. So, of course, I was like, oh, Christmas Carol, you're the best. Um, yeah. I guess that was there any more. No. Yeah. But we get some. So, okay. Good. Uh, yeah. I'm looking through now. I don't see any others. <laughs> I was trying to make one work, and I, I was like, like Harold? Peter? Harold I'm Angels? sure there's a Peter no. in some kind of Christmas tale, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, next is the Christmas tree, which is either the Christmas the the big Christmas tree lighting, or the finding the perfect Christmas tree subplot. Uh, in this case, we do kind of get a whole. You can't have a fake tree. Christmas is about having a real tree. Sure. Right. And I love her fake tree. That white tree I liked was it too. fantastic. Uh huh. And I also really liked um, <laughs> from the beginning. She's like, I don't want a real tree because I'm the one that has to clean it. And sure yeah. enough, who was the one who had to fucking vacuum it? Christmas Carol. Moms are right about everything. Totally. All the time. Remember that audience. Exactly. Your mom is always right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Next was karaoke, which I haven't had all year until today. Oh, oh, just the the song? Because well, it's a whole thing to? where it's like at the bar. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy comes up every year and writes oh his own God. Christmas song. That's right. He also drives the snowplow and is also a notary. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think and, all of that was uh, cute. Ghost, a pet psychic as well. A pet, <laughs> yes, a pet psychic, notary, songwriter, plowman. Yeah, he was great. Right. Like, By that's the kind the of town, character. like, you hear that, you're like, yeah, I do kind of want to move there. Yeah, right. It reminded me a little bit of um, Halloween Kills, like people, the open mic where people just get up and do whatever the hell they want. Like slam poetry about the right. night that nobody else remembered until this year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You liked yeah, Halloween exactly. Kills, didn't you? Yeah. We you should get know. into it. We're, we should remain friends. It's fine. I, look, man, I want things to make you happy. If that made you happy, that's Thank great. That's you. great. I've ha- I've been become very happy by making fun of it. So it's all good. Like, yeah, we all got something out. Yeah, exactly. All right, next. I week. love on Thanksgiving when I showed up and I had a, a couple pies and I could say we eat pies tonight. To we everything. Eat pies tonight. It, that, seriously though, that is the gift that keeps giving <laughs> because no matter I know. what, like it'll never end. I love it. Any any time you want to get people excited, like just like okay, the waitress brings over your okay nachos on table five. Nachos died at night. Nachos died at night. <laughs> like, no matter what it is, like you go to the dentist. The dentist is like you have a cavity. Cavities died at night. Anything. It works. It works in any context. I know. See, you know, at least mm, you took that away from it. It's true. It's true. Uh, empty coffee cup acting. I, oh, gosh. I didn't know. No, because there's no, um, like, they never go and get, like, coffee cups and walk with them. So, and when yeah. they do have drinks, like, there's actual stuff in the drink, so there's weight to it. So, um, right. I think this might be the first one this year that didn't have empty coffee cup acting. And it's a little disappointing because it's become my favorite thing in the world, but it's okay. Because there's. There's even a big setup of like, hey, well, we don't have a Starbucks, but we have this cute little coffee right, shop. Right, right. Like, yeah. oh, okay, here it comes. <gasps> I know, you guys. I know. I was getting excited, but instead we have a good gag with it, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Canadianisms. This movie no, was filmed in Canada. It was apparently filmed in Quebec. Was it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like, I know Jennifer Robertson's Canadian, <laughs> Steve Lund is Canadian, so I think a lot of the actors were. Um, and you hear it a little bit in the voice, but you could just kind of say like, oh, I don't know, New Hampshire, they're New England. They they all talk like Fred Gwynn. It's, it's they're the rich it white people. They yeah. They talk weird anyway. Yes. Um, so nothing that actually really stuck out. They were able to get around yeah. it, which is impressive. I, 
just assume all actors are Canadian. I think they all yeah. are anyway. So, that, or, yeah, yeah, nothing stood out to me. Or British doing Canadian-American accents. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. Um, warm weather watch. So they oh. talk about how it's New Hampshire and it's really cold, but yet nobody actually owns a winter coat. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they did. I would say they did a good job making it look really snowy and bleak, like the true, snow true. banks where, where when they parked, those look legitimate. Yeah, yeah. No. And they they did have a whole thing of like, well, for you, I need you to take a deep breath and breathe, so we get the smoke coming out of your mouth. So yeah, oh, good work, good work no, to right. you. Um, and yeah. the last one that I've thrown in there because I've noticed it come up a lot more this year is like this whole thing, and I. I feel like it's always been there, but it's I, it's definitely been a lot more holiday martinis. Like whenever That's characters are apparently in so many of these movies, it is like when you go to a bar, and I guess in this case, like it's a Christmas party in the beginning of the movie, but like they're whole, they give them martinis and the liquid is red, and there's a candy cane, like peppermint candy cane, oh. salt rim, and in um. I think it was uh, the uh, Back to the Future one, like the same thing. They get these martinis and they're very Christmassy and it seems to be a thing to start watching out for. So I didn't have it on here initially, but I'm adding it in because I'm starting to look for it because I keep seeing it. That That's going to be a thing. That must just be a thing that's popular now. And like in a few years, it's going to seem ridiculous. Yep, like yep. How, when you see like all the like Tamagotchi pets, light. remember those things? Right. They were the hits or, in the 90s. Or the chili pepper lights and decorations in kitchens when we were, like, in the yeah. 90s? What the fuck was that all about? It was a thing. It, I mean, it gave color. I probably have some yeah. still in my, my like childhood bedroom. I'm sure we all do. But it made no sense. Mm-hmm. And it was just popular for, like, two years. And yep, then it yep. went away forever. Yeah. Kind of like the like cupcake craze, I think, in some ways. Or, like, the macaron. Like, all that stuff. So Right. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's, that's what the... the the food and beverage trend of 2021 is apparently holiday themed martinis. Interesting. We yeah, yeah. none in this movie that I remember. Oh, no, no, no. In the beginning, there is at the Christmas party. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, I, I watched this literally like right before we talked. And usually <laughs> I have time to digest it and process it. Yeah. I'm forgetting so much right now. No, it's, it's right. my fault because I was just ready to jump on it. I'm like, I watched it today. It's fresh in my mind. I also like already have one other in my head because I had. The one that Christine and I are doing, I think on Monday, like I watch, so it's there, but I, I have a rule where I can't watch more than two of these before recording an episode because otherwise they all start to mix up. So yeah. Yeah. I can see that giant Christmas red and green amalgam in your head. (laughs) It's like when you try to stuff, um, like when you pack up your fake Christmas tree and somehow it doesn't f- quite fit in the box that it came in, but you know it should fit. And so it's just a matter of, like, tension and just trying to see, is it, is it going to pop? Is it going to actually pop this cardboard? That's that's kind of what the movies are like in my head. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's Stick pressure to the rule. All right, so overall, do you recommend Single All the Way? I do, with caveats. It's not the best. It gets by a lot on charm, yes. like I said. And it, do you remember the name of the Kristen Stewart Christmas movie that Happy was it Netflix put out? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was Hulu, Happiest Season. Hulu, yeah. I think that was a lot better than this, honestly. Yeah. I enjoyed that more. Um, but this is totally serviceable, and you li- you're you going to like every single person in the movie. Even, I think his character's name was Mike. 
he was Michael Yuri's sister's husband. He has like two lines he's in the adorable. movie. He's adorable. Yeah. He, he's so cute. He I had is. to look him up. I was like, what is this little face? I love his dumb little face. Yeah. Very, very handsome so, guy in like this like very different way. And he's just there and is like really happy to see Peter and is like even happier to see Nick. And it's cute. Yeah. yeah. And like the other sister with the, you know, farm on my face. Farm on my face. It's, it's, I, which I, I, I don't know if I like that joke. <laughs> I actually like that joke, or if I like that they think it's funny. But regardless, charming as hell. By the so end, I, re- I was laughing. Like it was kind of at first when I kind of didn't know how I felt about the movie. Um, it it didn't really like actually tickle my funny bone. But at the end, when she said it like three more times, I was like, yeah, okay, that got me. A, I got a chuckle out of me. Yep. And yep. like I said, I got one legitimate giant guffaw for the spit yep. take. Yep. And if a movie can do that, totally That's recommend something. it. One good laugh is all it takes. Yeah, I, I think for me that was the HGTV line where I was like, no, that's clever. Yeah. Writing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. I recommend this. I think it's totally serviceable for the holiday season. And and always, there's not a ton of gay content. Yep. And so take what you can get. If it's good, yeah. take it and enjoy it. Yeah, it very much to me, I think it's, it's I'm glad you, you brought up Happy Season again, because I think these, it's a good example of how um, Happy Season is a little bit uh, edgier. It's, it has a yep. little more to explore and to say, just and not even just about the like central romance, but about some of the surrounding characters and sort of what it means for them. Um, whereas this one is much more the purely, hey, we made a Hallmark adjacent holiday film that happens to be about a gay couple. Right. And it so it fits into that exactly. And that's why it has to hit all these beats and why, you know, at the end, um, Nick can buy a plant store for his boyfriend or his not boyfriend, <laughs> even though they've never talked about it. Like, it, and you go with it because they're like, yeah, there was an opening. It makes sense to do it. It's and we're it, rich. Nothing matters. It's, it's rich. So. right? We're in, we're in New Hampshire. So our money goes very far. It's like L.A. money. Just just it, it, it's like a, the exchange rate. It's really good in New Hampshire. <laughs> right. It, you can write one book and and then you're set. One kid's book is going to pay the royalties to buy a business in this small town and you're going to keep it open somehow. Uh, Forever and ever. Always. It, it is very typical of those movies. I think it is definitely funnier than any, like, or almost any Hallmark movie I can think of. Like, I think it's like, if I have to compare it to something, I'm kind of like, you know, it's like Holly's Holiday in that way, where it's just... It's the exact tropes, it's everything you expect, but it is done in a really charming way. So I genuinely did find it to be, it made me happy watching. And I was not expecting that. I have a cold, ice-covered heart. Yeah, well, and you know, what also just dawned on me is, Dan, we've mentioned Shit's Creek a lot, mm-hmm. and Dan, Dan Levy was actually in uh, the other one. Happy Season, yeah. Happiest Season. So yeah, he has a lot of influence. I think if you want... Uh, if you like the feeling of Schitt's Creek, I think you're going to like this movie. Agreed. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was Single All the Way. Uh, Jason Fozziewig Nelson, where can people find you? <laughs> Just look for me on Twitter. It's uh, at Fozziebear, F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. You can always find me there. Good. Uh, you are a charm and a joy and uh, wishing you a happiest season. Oh, thank you. I love you. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everybody. Yay. I want birthday cake. Yes.
Bobby. It's your birthday. That's right. I serve you cake. Uh huh. I'm Peggy. Pull your leggy. Oh, Bobby. Let's go. Say what? That's right.